Hey guys, well, we are super excited to announce that we're on CastBox now. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, and it does have all your favorite podcasts, okay? Okay, you can still listen to Dumb Gay Politics wherever you get your podcasts, but we just want you to try CastBox. We literally hate every single other podcast provider, as you guys know, and especially the main one, and you know which one we're talking about. And we're super excited that we're finally on CastBox because we think it's the best. So try it. Uh-huh, it's all shit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that because we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast a dumb gay political podcast Ooh, it's all shit it's all shit Ooh, it's all shit it's all shit i mean are we gonna die i don't know I, I, you're extreme i am extreme it's all shit uh uh this shit is bananas b a a a a a s this shit is trumpanas t r u m p a n a n a s what? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey, everybody. What are you doing? Welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. <laughs> and I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. Um. Okay. Well, <laughs> we survived Thanksgiving mostly by ignoring it. I did. <laughs> But now I can tell you that we are back and gratitude. Sovember is in full swing. <sighs> it's still in full motherfucking swing, bitch. In full swing. That is right. So we are still gratituding journaling and doing <laughs> self-care and, um, you know, like saying the gratitude prayer every day. And we are gearing up for our live show in Seattle on December 12th. So if you haven't bought your tickets, please go to www.purplepass.com and put dumb gay politics in the search bar. And then all the shows come up. All the shows, honey, not just Seattle. And we'll be adding another one too. That's right. We're just adding them all the time. But Seattle, I want to cancel them all. I want I know you to do. cancel them. I know. I know. I, I mean, you know, I, you know, listen, when the ticket sales are good you don't <laughs> want to cancel but i know for me i'm like <laughs> yeah it's good. We i want to cancel regardless um <laughs> so we got some awesome letters and pictures this week and uh. we don't normally read every letter no um but i don't know if it's because of gratitude sovember or what but every letter was so sweet and supportive and goddamn touching that they just require the reading jacques and i oh. need to read the letters if i don't read the letter i I don't know what I'm going to do. I, um, so at least partially, if nothing else. Okay. So um, also everyone who sent a letter or treat sent their pictures also. And the drug damn bulletin board is already fucking full. Up. I mean, so it's full. Yeah. we are going to start another one. I feel like we should just like maybe like in those oh. hang there. But we're, we're conceptualizing where our next bulletin board is going to go. Um, we got a gorgeous picture from Jason Moss. That looks like a goddamn headshot. 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 I mean, it's called headshot. He lives in L.A., so this is definitely his headshot. He has a headshot. smirk. It's black and white. Oh, I mean, it's close up. The eyes are glowing in the wind, in, in the light. And they're smoldering in the wind. Smoldering. They're smoldering in the wind. I think I have the same hairline that he has on the he's, top. He's very handsome. Um, 
Also, Natalie Stout from Columbus, Ohio, sent us some blank thank you cards for Gratitude Month. Yeah. Um, we won't. This is how we do the gratitude for you guys. This is how we do the gratitude. We can't be sending out thank you cards. It's it's a full time job, guys. You guys are so generous. Um, um, no, so- this is called a thank you card right now. Right. <laughs> and also, um, Natalie Stout should start. <laughs> Natalie Stout should start. <laughs> Natalie Stout should start um, a brewery. And she should, and she and should, it should be called and she, Natalie Stout Stout. And she should make her own uh, line of thank you cards because her handwriting mm-hmm. is beautiful. Her she made us a homemade card, mm-hmm. and it's so fucking cute. Mm-hmm. Julie's is written like boy kind, and mine's written like girl kind. That's true. Oh my and, God, that's true. Mine is stripes. Yours has smooth lines, and it's like curvy, like yeah, curvy like, like a lady. Yeah. So, um. Here's we're only going to read partial of Natalie's. Um, okay. She sent a picture of herself. She's so cute. She's with her les friend. Also cute. And her dog Taco. Also cute. His peen is in the pic. We don't care. Dog peen. Not a problem. Whatever Nacho, you're into. Okay. Nacho has his peen out all the time. Bugging on with his peen. Listen. I've got so much peen around this. House. Yeah. And it's like Nacho Taco. They, they're all into their peens. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the part of the note from okay, that. Second from part. That Brandy. Yes. We're starting there. Okay. Brandy, <clears throat> it's weird to say your name and then have you answer. It is weird. And, you know and that's mean? not what she experienced. So I'll just let you read it as the letter. Oh, uh, okay. Brandy, your insult delivery is second to none. <laughs> and you remind me that people can fuck off if they have a problem with me. Julie, the People's Couch app where you made fun of the guy having heart palpitations on New York Men or some shit. He was an actor. Yes, you said... I was in Pippin and you're like he's like giving his resume I wasn't going to be able to go to the audition and it's just like I needed to go down you know I just needed to be like I'm doing a version of Pippin at the um, center (laughs) in the square theater I wasn't in something like that no it was I was in Pippin you were just doing your I remember to you no you the guy was in the gurney I remember that yeah and you were just having him do his you know his resume out to like anyone that would listen because it was a New York hospital show and it was oh, hilarious and I'm glad that like, Natalie <laughs> knows the classic people's couch uh, moments because he was like because I can you can if any actor especially from New York is gonna be like oh I did the um I did the I was in uh, the equity version of Pippin <laughs> um everything has its season everything has its time Show me a reason and I'll show you a rhyme. And like, <laughs> like all of that bullshit. And like I did. And then um, we did a two person version of No Exit. And <laughs> I did both parts. Or I should say a one person version of No Exit where I did both parts. Um, and after that, I did um, Greater Tuna where I also played all the <laughs> mom, parts. Mom, don't even trip, mom. You know you love Greater Tuna. You know what? In that show, it was like Dr. Oz was the fucking doctor and he was trying to impress Dr. Oz. In Greater Tuna? No, in the New York thing on People's Couch. Oh, oh, right. Oh, and it was like he was right. trying to impress. Yes, and I swear to yes. God, that actor guy, yeah. there's this commercial that comes on where they're like, <laughs> it comes on late at night. And of course I see it. And they're like, are you addicted to drugs? And I'm like, yes, uh, I am. <laughs> and there's like this ugly guy who's like in a fake lab coat with a fake stethoscope. I've seen it. And I swear to God, that's him. I bet it is him. I think I, it's him. Every time I see it, like, I go, that you, is the guy from Pippin. He's like, are you addicted to drugs? <laughs> Everything has its season. <laughs> Everything has its time. I mean, yeah, I can't. Every time I see it, I think of you doing that. So I love Natalie. This is why we're reading out his letter, because I knew the bitch was on the level when she's like, Bringing up that part of people's scotch, which was definitely your top five, by far, <laughs> top five. 
And it's like, mm-hmm. I knew, I was like, oh, she's in it. She's deep. She's deep in the People's Couch game. Well, you know what? Your favorite thing is that you did that from People's Couch. Your number one thing in People's Couch of all time. Well, that it's not necessarily my favorite, but it's yours. It's, it's mine. Is when we watched the stupid Easter thing. Uh, hands and, down, the best thing anyone ever did on the entire se- series. On Bravo. The series on, on Bravo. <laughs> I'm going to say on Bravo. The best thing anyone ever did on, on, on Bravo. You're right. I mean, it's if anyone wants to go find it, Google... Um, Tyler Perry, like people's uh, couch. Yes, Tyler Perry, yes. like Easter. Brandy, what's it called? That Easter thing is um, called something. It's called the like the bloody, passion of the Christ. Oh yeah, passion of the Christ. Passion, the passion. And from this moment I started like getting oh, the drinks ready to so the moment good. I went in there, I was like, "What is this?" And I'm like, "What are they? They look like the Backstreet Boys." And you're like, "They're the five goddamn apostles." <laughs> that that was my favorite part was you yelling at me. They're the five goddamn apostles. Then I put the blanket over my head, and at one point you grabbed my tit. <laughs> <I did. laughs> yes, I was Why? like, I was because I had my blanket over my head, and I was like. Grabbing like oh, this. Oh, that's right. I remember. You, and then you grab yes. my tit. <laughs> and yeah, well, if you're going to hide, you're going to get caught. And, I mean, and then they told us. Hilarious. And then they told. I couldn't watch it. It's so tragic. And then they told us at Bravo that they that they sent that around the the Bravo office in New York and L.A. and oh, said right. for all of you. And this is how we knew people were hating. And Christy D's, we looking at you, bitch. People were trying to play our hate on people's couch. And they and the main chick at Bravo, like Francis sent it around and was like, um, if anybody, I'm not sure if it was Francis. I can't remember who it was, but it was like, if all, for all of you who are wondering why this show still exists, this is why. And then, then they said that you could hear people laughing out of their offices oh, really? when they'd open the clip, they'd start laughing and like dying laughing and then canceled. But that's why we don't watch Bravo. That is why though. I am going to Google that, um, that clip. I am. I am. I would like to watch and that. You want to see yourself grab my tit since you forgot. I remember every beat of it. I want to just see you covered up in the blanket My, saying that you can't watch it. Oh, and I love when. Um, y- for, when and y- believe me, grabbing your tit, even though it's heaven. <laughs> it's <laughs> heaven. But I knew in my mind, I was like, I'm, I remember now because I thought she's covered up in a blanket. And it's going to be fucking. I'm, I'm, she's never going to think I'm grandma. Oh, never in a million. In a million. I mean, and plus, I and certainly in public like that. It's just like I would never. <laughs> it's not something I would do. But with you, I could do it. And yeah. it's safe, obviously. Yeah. I fell. Cause I, was I so knew, out of character. Because I knew. Beyond. And I, but I was scared that people were going to be like, she, it was she like a man, like a me, man grabbing yeah, you. Me too, me. Oh, it was so worth it. And my favorite part was when young Zeno was like, that looks like a Verizon commercial. He's on top of the thing singing. That was also the whole episode. That thing brought out the best in everybody. Yeah. I it mean, did. Yeah, it did. Because that fucking show is, was so dumb. It was so dumb. It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And I'm not familiar with the passion. I felt dumb. Thank God Blake was there to explain it. Or um, it, it was just, you're right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Blake and Emerson were like, ex- from like explaining like what it, was it was beyond. It was one of the worst things ever to have been televised. <laughs> it was not only the show itself. It was also goddamn. And I know that some of that music is um very, very popular. It's not the, and it's not the, pa- it's, um. The music they use is from um, Jesus Christ Superstar. So, right? Because um, I think some of it. I thought they used regular music too, like secular, if you will. Well, I think that's yeah from the musical, and then they called it the pat because it was the whole thing. It was like a a parade and a march, and then they actually brought a cross. And they were all yeah, through they were New in Orleans. The, they were in the streets, and then thought, they, they crucified someone. Oh, I thought it was New Orleans. My boyfriend and I watched all the old People's Couch episodes when we started dating, and his enthusiasm for you ladies sealed the deal. He listens on my Patreon um, account. Anyway, you chicks rule XO Natalie, Columbus, Ohio. 
Natalie, love you. I'm so glad that your straight boyfriend listens yeah, to the cool. Patreon. Love, we, we love when straight guys listen. And we love when anyone listens. And we love when people share it. Because that's, that's what true. it's about. Sharing is caring and we don't give a fuck. Pay your dollar and give it to five people as long as you pay your dollar. Exactly. Because we don't know what one equals five. And, and, and we're thrilled. And we want great. people to listen. Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm letting you suck that candy. I know. Old girl. Oh, I love it when you call me old girl, <laughs> <laughs> like a horse or a pig in a stable. I'm just like, I'm like, oh, here. girl, oh, good girl. girl. Uh, you just suck on that candy, old girl. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, <laughs> that's the noise that old girl makes. What's old girl doing back there? What's old girl doing back there in the stable? <laughs> She's just sucking on that candy. Oh, old girl's been sucking on that candy for a long time. I know, but that's just what she does. We'll ride her later. Okay, so then Daniel in the business sent us two postcard pictures. One of him looking adorable with a fucking ferret named Aphrodite. And then one of his entire family of ferrets, which apparently he calls the business. Okay, so I am um, old girl. When I realized yeah. that when I realized that the ferret family was called the business, like I'm obsessed with the ferrets. I want to touch all the ferrets. I need to hold the ferrets. Daniel, okay, I Daniel. When, we, when we got the postcard from the mail oh place, I showed it to Julie. You're so cute in the picture. And she's like this. Is that a ferret? <laughs> and I was like, yep. And there's five of them in this picture. In the family, in the business. This one has picture. his hands up like, I'm going to die. I need to hold these ferrets right now. <laughs> Um, ladies, thank you so much for all the laughter and making the shit flying around us a little enjoyable. Just in case you're wondering, yes, those are ferrets. We have never missed a single episode and never will. I'm sending you this within hours of finding out Indiana, where I unfortunately reside, went red and fucked shit up royally, despite me yelling at all my friends to vote demo. So now crying into some wine and listening to you ladies. Much love. Thanks for us making us laugh. Daniel and the business. (laughs) And his Patreon name is Daniel and the business. Oh my God. Adorable. I love that. So the babies much. are so cute. Daniel is beyond cute and, and we love it. Okay. So, um, okay. So then Lauren sent a picture of her and her cute, cute ass son and a gift that he made for us <laughs> and a super sweet letter. Okay. Super sweet letter. It's this picture of them is so cute. He Very is cute. just like, I just want to eat him up. Eat him up. Um, dearest Julian Brandy, well, this is a long time coming. I finally took the damn time to sit down and write to you lovely ladies. I joined the Patreon over the summer and have never looked back. Brandy, I applaud the fearlessness with which you rage out against the fucktards of the world. <laughs> Julie, when I am in need of a little pick-me-up, I just imagine Serge helping me mull over whatever is on my mind with an encouraging, well, you can do it if you want to, you know, you can. <laughs> You don't need to wait. You don't need to wait for nobody. You do it. You know, you can do it. You know, you want to put the croissant over the side of the. That's right. You can do it. You don't have to wait for nobody. Okay. <laughs> That's all I'm saying to you. <laughs> Works like a charm. Anywho, since Baltober is over and it's going to take me a while to save up for your flat screen TV. I thought I would start with a couple tidbits. Brandy. If you stick a fork in the cream part of an Oreo before you dunk, you don't have to put your fingers in the milk and or waste that little nubbin that you touched. These are things we discuss on the Patreon if you're interested. www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. Julie, I live in Central Mass and have a friend that I think Adam should meet. So if you decide to do a show in Northampton or somewhere else around here, maybe we can make a love connection happen. I would die yeah you got excited if that were to happen we got to tell adam i am gonna tell adam my brother lives in i shouldn't even say where he lives but he lives in why 
he lives in Salem. Yeah. And um, <laughs> please. So that's only like two hours from Northampton. It's no problem. As for gratitude, I'm sending a picture of me and son for whom I'm so grateful. Original, right? I know how you feel about kids. I think you mentioned that they are still cute before they are talking. And since he has a speech delay, I figure may, you may still approve. And, and you are correct. <laughs> you are absolutely correct, Lauren. <laughs> um, he can. He's welcome to come and be held and snuggled and played with as long as he can't talk. And then when he starts like thinking he's hilarious, he can scoot on back to your house. <laughs> I am a mental health counselor, and I believe that regularly practicing gratitude is something that helps not only clients, but me as well. I believe the enclosed craft project is inspired by the movie version of The Secret. And honestly, maybe the book um, too, but girl, I never read it. <laughs> Included <laughs> in the package, there are two rocks expertly painted by my little guy. Put these rocks wherever you wish, and each time you see it, it's a reminder to think of something that you are grateful for. It can be so hard to shift your mindset when you're in your feelings, and since listening and laughing with you is one of my tools to, to do just that, I wanted to attempt to return the favor. Keep up all the great work. I'm so grateful. I found DGP. Best. There you go. So, 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 so well, sweet. Nice, huh? the, the rocks are, like, painted with, like, glitter. Yes. And they're, they're just. Up. They're out. They're so great. Thank and, you guys um, so, so much. Yeah. When we will look at them and we will be grateful. Yeah. We already, we were already, we were already rocking the rocks. Rocking the rock. We are already rocking the rocks. Okay. Well, um, okay. Oh, Jeff, oh, so, okay. Yeah. So Jeff Mahegan. Uh, sure. What What would you think? Mahegan? Mahegan. 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 It's right. It does look like Mahegan. Mahegan. Um, he sent us a postcard um, with pictures of him hiking, okay? And he wrote a letter on the back that pretty much shut the game down for us today. And I mean, we the we are sober and it is gratitude sober, but honestly, it's hard work and we um it's an up at dawn pride swallowing <laughs> siege of yeah. boredom, ang- anger, rage, um listlessness, uh-huh. um exhaustion and um we're trying to like piggyback this podcast and the Patreon with like other very, very, very low paying and unsatisfying endeavors. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like these letters and these pictures just like mean the world to us. And, um, and Jeff and his, his hiking postcard, it was like, Oh, this is cool. I was like, I like literally, I was like, of course being critical. I was like, well, he could have put a bigger picture of himself. Like I really <laughs> want to see his face real good. And mm-hmm. it's like kind of far away. And then we read the letter and it was like, Oh, Jeff, I mean, I was, I mean, I was shocked. I was shocked. Um, <clears throat> Julie and Brandy, I'm a huge fan of your work. Soon to join the Patreon once cash flow improves. This spring, after much deliberation, I put everything in my life on hold to hike the Appalachian Trail. I needed a change after years of loss and stagnation, and the trail promised a respite. It took five and a half months, but I did it. Your podcasts were a godsend. When in town, I'd download episodes and play them when I needed a laugh. The trail was amazing, but a huge challenge, both physically and emotionally. So having you in my ear holes whenever I needed a laugh and smile meant the world. Much appreciated, Jeff. I mean, we're standing in the kitchen reading his card, and we're just like floored i mean quite honestly i never imagined somebody hiking the appalachian trail listening to our podcast <laughs> which means we our voices were on the appalachian trail and i, I, mean, I honestly I'm, never would have even thought that. i'm surprised jeff didn't just hurl himself over the side <laughs> like, oh i'm so- like i'm like well we didn't drive him to suicide so there's that that's true and that <laughs> is the so there's that of today right i mean 
And he said he did it. I mean, it's so inspiring, just his own story, like so simplistic, mm-hmm. very humble. He's mm-hmm. not like, you know, he said he suffered like a lot of loss and he mm-hmm. needed a change and went and did that. And and then the fact that, and I'm sure he listened to other podcasts too, but we're going to pretend it was only <laughs> ours. And um, the fact that we brought him laughs and smiles and made his hiking fun and it's like forever for the rest of his life now here's me i'm not humble i'm like forever for the rest of his life he's not even gonna think of that trail without thinking of us and it like it's fucking touching man it's like sometimes it's just like fuck this podcast well (laughs) yeah sometimes i mean i like to think too that um it's like we hiked the appalachian trail too (laughs) i'm gonna count it i think i'm gonna start lying about it i mean honestly like because he literally said you know, he had a lot of loss and um, challenges, which I think we can relate to. Yes. And so um, I feel like we're on it now. <laughs> I do feel like we're definitely on it now. So it just was very um, touching and moving being that it was just sort of like, wow, in a weird way, you know, if whatever, I was just like our voices were there. We were there. Yeah. And we we probably should actually go there. Exactly. For five and a half months. But, <laughs> um, you know. So thank you, Jeff. You know, it's like and I know we say it every time and but it's like the and we've had podcasts that we've listened to, honestly, that were um, I mean, they weren't as deep or as intellectual as this one, but they were (laughs) fun, funny things that Julie and I listened to that were a break for us. And then they abruptly stopped. Oh, yeah. Out of nowhere. Right. And it was a big bummer, you know, so it's like we know that. We know that 14 people are listening and we never want to let you down, which is why we do this every week for free. But um, <laughs> um, when we get the letters and the and the pictures, it's like and especially when. Yeah. When just the way you guys describe it and how supportive you are it really does like it matters and it and it makes us feel yeah. like it's all worth it. You know, yeah, it's true. That is very, very well said. <laughs> what more can be said after that? So thank you, guys. Um and um, now it's time for Eye of the Shitstorm. Oh, yeah. You take some shit. Put it up on the wall. Check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall. Put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some buck. Put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. All right. So there have been many shitstorms in 2018. And after Thanksgiving, it looked like there wasn't really anything that dominated the news as to constitute the Eye of the Shitstorm segment but then last night while we're watching meet the press someone fucking farted (laughs) okay so before you play the clip that's clearly going to get us a pulitzer prize okay my god i I need i need to set i need to set it up so basically We don't have anything for the shitstorm. It's fucking annoying. It's like it was Thanksgiving weekend. We were like putting the show together and we're sitting on Julie's couch and, you know, it's like it's getting later and later and later. We're watching Meet the Press and we're just fucking, we're fucking around and Julie's had, was like booked a TV show. She's going to work on this TV show the next day. And so... We were like trying to figure out we're going to do the podcast, the TV show, blah, blah, blah. So we're barely paying attention to meet the press. And I'm like, print out the call sheet so I can. I'm going to look at the script and the call sheet and see what time I think you'll be home. What Blah, blah, blah. So she's like printing it on her laptop. And so and then I'm like, well, is it printing? And then she's like, yeah. Uh, Well, I'm like, you're going to print that whole script out. It's like a million pages. And she's like, no, it's only 30. And I'm like, well, is it 
is it sick as a sitcom is it half hour i don't know i mean and i go well is it single space or double space and she's like single space and i'm like well that's a fucking the show's an hour you're gonna print out six we're like having this back and forth about this show and we're looking at each other we're looking at each other in the eye on sitting on the couch and then and meet the press is going on in the background and then someone farts and me and her look at each other and our eyes get huge and she goes and we both stop and she goes what was that and i go nothing 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 don't don't she's like where's the remote where is it and i was like no 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 and she's like where is it and then she rewinds it and then i had to again like passion the christ i put the fucking blanket over my head i put the blanket because julie is want a cornerstone of her personality if there is a homeless person i go don't look there's a homeless person vomiting and she's like where is it where where is he where is he where is he is he oh oh she she'll look and she doesn't it doesn't matter so I'm like, I don't want to. I'm embarrassed. I don't want to. I don't want to. I put the blanket over my head. She rewinds it. We're squee. We're holding each other. We are physically holding each other. Well, I wasn't sure. It was like, are you going to find Sasquatch right now or the Yeti? Because we didn't know. I thought maybe I saw Yeti walk by and I wasn't sure. And I was just thinking, it can't be. It can't be. Like heaven has not opened up. No, no, no. Heaven's gates have not shown down. My karma has not warranted this yet. Absolutely so, not. So she rewound it. We weren't sure how far back. We're squeezing. I mean, squeezing and scratching her arm. I'm like, no, no. And she's like, shh, shh, wait, shh, wait, shh, wait. And I was like, maybe we imagined it. No, shh. And then fucking. And then. It was undeniable. When I tell you, we, we watched it and listened to it at least 250 <laughs> times. And I can't, I can't get enough. I can't. I don't know enough. who's going to submit us for the Peabody, uh-huh. but mm-hmm. it's on because I was immediately on Twitter like this. So, f- meet hashtag meet the press <laughs> fart. Nothing. I see Condoleezza Rice farted in like 2010. Horrible. That's horrible. I see Chuck Todd at least three different ones. And here's the deal. We don't know who it was. We don't know who it was. No, we do not know who it was. We have, we do have um, <laughs> our theories, uh-huh. of course, but... And we can get into that in a second. Now, should I just play the clip? Let's hear or? the clip. Let's okay. not let's not keep them in suspense okay, any longer. So here's the full <laughs> clip from Meet the Press. And imagine while this woman's going, we're just jib jabbering on about the script, and <laughs> and then all of a sudden, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> while we're we're not even looking at the TV. Oh no! Let's also set up. <laughs> it's Chuck Merkin face. Todd. Yeah, it's vagina. It's vagina. Vagina mouth. Vagina mouth has on. Um, uh april <laughs> april oh my god i just forgot her name april whatever april no he doesn't have her she's on, on the panel oh oh um, she is yeah with danielle okay pletka danielle pletka april ryan april ryan danielle pletka the blonde lady yeah and then cares? doris kearns okay yeah who's everything she's who's a, a historian yeah she's amazing so she's the one talking yes but Doris Kearns is talking and she's like a super smart smart historian but also i realized after watching this panel she is a little kooky. Yeah. Uh, we don't think she's the one that farted. But we don't know. Maybe the gas was making her lose her train of thought here. Maybe because she gets <laughs> real kooky here. So and I also because we watched it 250 times. Oh, Julie, by the end is like the droughts that she knows the whole script. She has the whole transcript of it. I'm, but I'm going to ask that she when we first play it for you doesn't. I won't. She doesn't romance the light. Fantastic. Because no. the bitch knows the whole. Honestly, like she's putting herself to sleep with it. Like I, it's my new <laughs> meditation. It's my yeah. new mantra. It's my new everything. Here's the clip. 
I, I make of it that there's an absolute lack of leadership <laughs> on the corporate level, on the national level, even on the state levels <laughs> of what we have to do. Whether or not this is man-made, whether or not it is, and it clearly is man-made, <laughs> or whether some of it is made from something else, it doesn't even matter. What matters is if we're seeing everything around us. We're seeing the fires. We're seeing the droughts. <laughs> and now they say this may happen by 2050. Maybe that means we'll begin to think our children may be alive in 2050. Our kids will be alive. Every important act that's been taken in America is because people in the government begin to feel, I care what's going to happen to my kids and my grandkids. Why do we do civil rights? <laughs> oh, it's definitely man-made, Doris. It's definitely man-made, Doris. <laughs> Put it. Okay, redo it. Let's hear it again. <laughs> Did you guys hear it? I can't even. My eyes are covered here. We're beat red. Are from the beginning or from the... No, okay. a little cut in. Okay, here we go. So now it's a little more. Now we're going to get a little deeper, yeah. a little closer in <laughs> yeah, on it. A little okay? closer to the part. Whether or not this is man-made, whether or not it is, and it clearly is man-made, <laughs> or whether some of it is made from something else, it doesn't even <laughs> matter. What matters is if we're seeing <laughs> everything around us. We're seeing the fires. We're seeing the droughts. <laughs> and now they say this may happen by 2050. Maybe that means we'll begin to think our children doesn't may be alive in 2050. Our, our kids will be alive. Every important <laughs> act that's been taken in America is because people in the government begin to feel, I care what's going to happen to my kids and my grandkids. Why do we do civil rights. Why do we do civil rights? We do civil rights. Why do we do civil rights? Why do we do civil rights? Why do we? Let's hear it again. She's going all over the place. All over the place. It's like our children. Our children might be alive, and our kids might be alive. Like, what do you? Wait, wait. She's the words again. Oh my god. Uh, whether or not this is man-made, whether or not it is, well, and it's clearly really is man-made, man-made. <laughs> or whether some of it is made from something else, it doesn't, it doesn't even matter. matter. What matters is if we're, we're seeing the fires, everything around us, we're seeing the fires, we're seeing the droughts, <laughs> and now they say this may happen by 2050, maybe that means we'll begin to think our children may be alive in 2050, our kids will be alive. Every important act that's been taken in America is because people in the government begin to feel, I care what's going to happen to my kids and my grandkids. Why do we do civil rights? Stop. If we don't I can't stop. fucking get a podcast award stop. for this. I can't stop. I can't stop. You guys, we watched it so I many times. Stop. And then we got <sighs> so deep into who farted. And the thing is, the thing fucking is that Chuck Todd has clearly done it before. Oh, well. And it's, as the it, mon- it's the Sunday after Thanksgiving. These people are gassy for the fucking yes, gods. Yes. Okay. Yes. Gassy for the gods. It's seven in the morning. My stomach hurts. I'm gassy. It's seven <laughs> in the morning. They're in there, and Let's like you really start thinking now. that that Doris does it because she's so all over the place, so all over the place. She's fires and droughts and kids and man-made and civil rights. We know like, what is she doing now? We're seeing the fires. We're seeing the droughts. We're seeing, and then it's like what matters if we're seeing everything around us. Uh-huh. We're seeing the fires. We're, we're seeing, seeing the, the droughts. droughts. And now they That's say really this may good. happen by 2050. Maybe that means we'll begin to think our children may be alive in 2050. Uh, our kids hate. will be alive. Okay. Every important act that's been taken in America <laughs> is because people in the government begin to feel like. Oh. <laughs> Is because people in the government begin to feel. Is because people in the government begin to feel. I mean, our children be alive in 2050. Our kids will be alive. Yeah, yeah our children and our kids will be alive. <laughs> they will. Yes, in 2050. That's right. In fact, doors uh-huh. probably so will we all. I mean, it's just oh god, it's uh, it's everything. It's every single goddamn thing now. <clears throat> so then we think it's Danielle Pletka because we fucking can't stand her because her Invisalign is coming in and she's, she's saying, conservative she bugs right. but it's Chuck fucking Todd yeah. so here was the main thing is that I because I'm horrified of the blanket over my head 
Julie won't stop rewinding it, doing Doris from beginning to end. It's because well, people in the government begin to feel. She won't stop. And I'm talking about, and sometimes with the TV, it's not as, it's not as simple as this. It. I mean, it's because people in the government begin to feel, I can't. <laughs> I mean, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe the mics picked it up and no one else around the table heard it. Maybe. Or, but that's, that, that is a squeaker horn blower. So <laughs> I feel mics they are, all knew. Their mics are by their mouth. Right. And the fart is down at the chair. Which means it had to be louder in person than it was on. And the, they did the it. And hear. then if you go and look and please believe we did, because I am fart detective extraordinaire, because <laughs> Pee Wee, my dog, he is literally fart detective. Like, God forbid I try and like hot box. I mean, he's fart detective. He is fart just... detective. I'm like, OK, yes, I tooted. OK, I don't need your judgment. I don't need your Peggy Davis eyes. Get uh, out of here. <laughs> I'm Brandy Howard, fart detective <laughs> P.I. So, what can I do for you? So we rewound it. We looked at everyone's face. In fact, we look at Dolores and she does yeah. get a little glazed over. She loses her train of thought. Well, she was like, after she was like, my children will be alive in 2050. Our kids will be like, Hur. And then, or whatever, and the her, and she, but she never stops and never, she never falters. No, but she does get a little glazed. And if then I on, farted while I was then talking, then we're on civil rights. Well, is because people in the government begin to feel uh, I care what's going to happen to my kids and my grandkids. Why do we do civil rights? I mean, <laughs> what, how what, did we even? How did we end up at civil rights from the fires and the droughts? I don't know. I don't know. Our kid, uh, and then it was just like, and she was like, I have to think of <laughs> more anything. words. Yeah. Anything. I'm surprised she wasn't like, and our kids will be a her and Abraham Lincoln didn't want and the Civil War and Confederate flags. <laughs> exactly. And why are we even putting down yeah, the knee? And she's like the Russia and Putin and Mueller. And it's all because of Putin and Vladimir. And yeah, I mean. So you guys need to know. Uh, and if you don't listen, like uh, Chuck Todd, he didn't used to do Meet the Press. Meet the Press is the oldest running show Period. Like I'm talking TV show. Period. Meet the press. Seventy-five on, years on TV. It's literally the oldest show on TV. Seventy-five years on TV. And the other guy, I forget his fucking name, but half the old politicians that go on there call him that. Like they'll be like Tom, and it's like, oh, oh right, sorry, Chuck. Right. Sometimes they call him Todd. I've heard. I watched him do an interview, and the guy was like, oh well, thanks, Todd. Yeah, and it's swear and to Chuck God, Todd never even. Oh, I've seen it, anything. and it's been like John McCain and shit. I swear, I saw right. John McCain. Someone else, whatever the guy's name before Charles. No, because his name's Chuck. Whatever the guy's name was before, I've heard people, at least three people call him that name. Oh. And, but the thing about Chuck Todd is we call him Vagina Mouth. Then we had on Anthony Tamanick, who plays Trump in the president show. Yes. And literally, Anthony Tamanick already called him the human merkin. That's right. Without ever knowing he called him Vagina Mouth. Yep. Because the man's mouth looks, he has a goatee. And I don't know, for those of you who don't know, like perhaps my mom. <clears throat> And no one has a goatee, okay? Only Brad Pitt in 2005. You just, you know what I mean? It's just not. <laughs> so the guy's got a ginger, gray ginger minge goatee. And it's real close. And it looks like a fucking shaved vagina, the way it is. He has a mound on his face. <laughs> then, not only that, I see this interview with him, and he is talking to some politician, mm-hmm. and they're standing up. This was like a, like probably like a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I had to tell me, I mean, I like, and I was like, damn, how tall is this, this guy's politician? Like, what is he, like seven feet tall? And I was like Googling the guy's name. And I'm like, I look up the dude. It was like just some basic bitch, like senator. And the guy's like six feet. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Because Chuck Todd came to the guy's waist. And I was like, how short? And when I tried to find out how short Vagina Mouth was, that thing is buried like the vault. 
You got to be like Angie Knox. That bitch can do some wonders on a computer to find this guy's height. And I found it. And I swear he's like five one. I mean, when you see him in the chair, it's then obvious. Now you see that you've got a little tiny, yes, teeny tiny man yes. with the pussy on his mouth. Yes. Yes. And he yes. just farted. And not only that, let's add on to the fact that he just farted. He farted. And not only that, <laughs> we're, 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 we're surmising that he's wearing bike shorts under his pants. Cause he, cause because once we he's found an out, avid jogger. Once we now. found out he was five feet tall, we needed to proceed to watch every video on him and die oh. laughing like it was like oh. our like favorite pastime he loves jogging he's an avid jogger which me also know you mean i mean you know he does like triathlons and shit so he's doing biking and he's wearing a full biking uniform costume yeah we like to think he's in a top suit and then bike shorts yes. and that's what caused the <clears throat> fart yeah because if you ever try to fart in anything tight ladies listen ashley Ryder said lean up spread your cheeks and you won't lean make up no- spread cheeks and you won't lean you won't make a noise lean up that's the problem when your jeans you are too tight or your cheeks are smushed mm-hmm. on the seat, you get a noise. Your the air ricochets off the <clears throat> seat. I still have yet to try it. I have to try it. I still feel like I'd make a noise. I feel like my own asshole would ricoch- ricochet against. I feel itself. like all accident shit will fall out my ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I feel like. I'm like, God forbid, I spread my thing and then I shit into my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm like, Ashley, but there's a bunch of people who went on the Patreon and told Ashley that it was right. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. 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 So. I feel like I should have fallen out my ass. I mean, oh God. It's never going to stop bringing us joy. And never. is because people in the government begin to feel, I care, care what's going to happen to my kids and my grandkids. Like Why do we do civil out. rights? It doesn't sound like it slipped out. It feels like it was a part of a greater fart. It's because people in the government begin to feel. I need you to do your whole speech before we go. <laughs> Whether or not this is man-made, whether or not it is, and it clearly is man-made, or whether some of it is made from something else, it doesn't even matter. What matters is we're seeing everything around us. We're seeing the fires. We're seeing the droughts. And now they say this may happen by 2050. Maybe that means we'll begin to think our children may be alive in 2050. Our kids will be around. Every important act that's been taken in America is because people in the government begin to feel, I care what's going to happen to my kids and my grandkids. Why do we do civil rights? Julie starts trying to look like her. She's smiling. <laughs> she's doing hand gestures. She looks like Doris. Oh, God. That is really the best. Um, you know, uh, that is just that is just a delight. Well, now it's time to hear from America's favorite non-rapey judge, Judge Julie. All rise. Come on, everybody. (laughs) Thank you, Ashley Ryder, for that gavel. Ashley Ryder, thank you for... All rise now. Everybody get up. Dusty ass gavel. Here, I'm going to clean it. Bailiff Randy, (laughs) do your job. Pipe down. That gavel is the business. The gavel is the business i love it so ashley writers all over this segment this so. is chuck grassley uh you're out of order remember that yep when he did that okay i don't need you to talk anymore okay. 
just wanted to take that, shove it right in his fucking ass. Well, <clears throat> the, oh, oh, God. Okay, uh, court is now in session, everyone. Okay, we're gonna get get it going. Everyone, shut up. Everyone, shut up. <laughs> shut the front door. Everyone, get into it. Gavel, gavel, gavel. Bailiff Brandy, hello. How are you today? I'm good. Great. <laughs> Today's hearing is not an indictment or a regular session. You can probably hear it in oh. my voice as it is more of a pleasant nature. It isn't so angry. Uh, give it a minute. There are times as a judge when you are pleased to be able to see the good side of someone in the courtroom and not the disgusting, despicable, monstrous criminal stylings. And I'm not talking about looking at myself in the mirror. <laughs> okay, come on. Seriously, though, in my courtroom today, we have the distinct honor of honoring a Supreme Court honor, the honor herself, the gator, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It is this court's privilege to be able to give thanks today to a judge who changed all of our lives. Heretofore to be known as the motherfucking gator. That is right, Bailiff Brandy. Heretofore to be known as the motherfucking gator. Okay? RBG, notorious RBG. That's all cute. That's cute. That's cute. That's cute. That's cute. But the bitch is the gator. That's right. Okay? Now, uh, it is this court's honor to pass the highest judgment and to pass the longest sentence, which is one of gratitude and of thanks to the gator. What people may not know about the gator. Now, she went to Harvard Law School and was one of nine women among 500 men. And of course, despite her outstanding academic record, she was top of her class, literally top three of her class. However, Ginsburg encountered gender discrimination. (laughs) Shocking. And she uh, experienced gender discrimination while seeking employment after she graduated from Harvard. Okay? No one would hire a woman lawyer, particularly if a law firm had already hired one woman lawyer. Also, can I just say, while she was in college, she was Mm -hmm. married to another guy, to a guy who was also in Harvard Law School. He contracted testicular cancer Mm -hmm. while they were in college, in law school, and she went to all of, they had a child also, by the way, she went to all of his classes and all of her classes and then would teach him at night so that he was able to graduate from Harvard. She went to all of his classes and she still graduated top three in her class. Isn't that amazing? Incredible. Incredible. And the chances of surviving testicular cancer at that time were like 3%. I think she cured his cancer too. Yeah. Okay. She probably did. She just, she just, I mean, it, I can't. It, the, now, I wanted to also just start as a judge by saying as a judge, it is, it was a, it is my <laughs> personal shame that I didn't realize, uh, truly realize. And I knew, uh, of course, Justice Gator, that um, you had given so much to, uh, to us, to women, to being one of only, t- uh, you were the second woman on the Supreme Court. But I never dug deeper. I really We're definitely didn't. jumping on a bandwagon, but it's better late than care. never. Yeah. And we do. And it's what's more, most important than jumping on it and, <laughs> and encouraging others to jump on it is to, yeah, say that we're ashamed that we yes. weren't, we weren't on the train much, right. much earlier. And um, she's getting her due, honey. She's getting her due. And we didn't know. And it made me also realize that something that we should all think about, which are is or are that there are so many people whose stories we can learn from and who have done things for us that we didn't even like know Thurgood that they did. Marshall, right. another Supreme Court yes. Thurgood Marshall. 
a, a pimp and a gangster for the ages too, yes. just like her. When we learned about him, we were yes. like, well, that's a shame we haven't ever gotten into that. Yeah. He's incredible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In fucking incredible, man. Exactly. So was and I was just thinking of course with with him too that we just we there are these names that we hear and maybe there's names that we don't even know and we know maybe one or two things that they do and we think well that's awesome that's enough that's right. enough that is fucking enough so okay but with her I mean and like him there's so many nothing cases. yeah right it's the tip of the iceberg what you know you see what these people yes. did they dedicated their life to this it's yes. like they changed this country for everybody walking around right now yes so now after she left Harvard, she tried to get a job. She wanted to work in a law firm and no one would hire her. Either they had already hired a woman, which means they couldn't have two women because then it would be too many women. He said, what would we need another one for? Right. What would we need? We already another have. One for? We have one. Yeah, we have one. What would we need another one for? And she went into a million and she's top Harvard. I mean, OK, well, she then went to uh because she couldn't get a job at a law firm, she became a teacher and she taught at Rutgers University Law School from 63 to 72 and then to Columbia from 72 to 80, where she became the school's first female tenured professor in the 70s. But she, let's I just also want to say that she was she was horrified and sad yes. that she couldn't get a job as a lawyer at a firm. Her, right. her husband easily got one. Right. She felt so belittled she did not want to teach no she and is that i'm sure even back then it was that age old those who can't do teach and he was being encouraging and he, they had an amazing love story but like she felt super belittled and so it's also in this gratitude so bember like the story is inspiring because it's like your path is your path and you know it's kind of just like and she did obviously surrender to it and do the best she could do yes. you know what i mean in it but she was there was in no uncertain terms was she fucking thrilled about going to teach. She no, was horrified. She wanted to be a lawyer. Yeah. That's what she wanted to do. She practice the law, not just go to get a law degree. She wanted to practice law. And she said later, and I read in an um, interview that she did say later, she said, you know, had I become an associate at that law firm, I now would be a retired partner and that would be my life now. So everything happens for a reason and every negative, you know, thing or every obstacle yeah. ultimately is presenting itself to be what you need and a positive thing in your life. So just that alone is inspiring. So during the 70s, she found co-founded and served as the director of the National Women's Rights Project at the American Civil Liberties Union. During the 70s, she also served as the director and co-founder of the National Women's Rights Project of the American Civil Liberties Union, for which she argued six landmark cases on gender equality before the U.S. Supreme Court. She was, you know, Gloria Steinem is um, arguably you know yes the, like the, the feminist the feminist and right. the women's right movement blah 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 or i should say feminist <clears throat> the gator so uh, gloria steinem was out um uh, fighting for women's rights and and starting the movement and whatever the gator had been fighting for women's rights in the law for the entire time so she wasn't out with them you know, marching and right. doing that stuff. She was in court. Yeah. And she was arguing cases and she was against all men alone, all men alone. And she was teaching and even teaching, teaching women's law, like law, gender equality law and blah, 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 yeah. and creating a situation, uh, creating like the, like the environment, like the, right. so that the atmosphere was, she was getting the atmosphere going yes. for these people, these like young agile minds <clears throat> to like, 
to start thinking of equality and thinking of it that way. Which we didn't, which I didn't know. No, so of course, all. No, of course seeing not. these movies and then reading all this stuff, it's like that is the thing that is so what what why we need to stop and thank the gator because without right. without the law behind any of it none of it would have happened you and gotta stop and thank the gator Is yeah that how it goes? yes you got, exactly you gotta stop and thank the gator you better stop and thank a really good i mean i'm sorry this judge julie is all over the place but the the the, there's so much there's so much information and there's so many cases that she either argued and then on the supreme court the the thing with her is that on the supreme court she became the second uh woman ever to be on the supreme court and there were 120 judges before or and and until then and there had been one woman before her one and, and she got she got confirmed like 96 to three. Right. And then Jesse Helms or whatever. Right. Was one of the people of I course. immediately looked up who voted against her. I was like, these motherfuckers. But that's a that's good. I mean, you think about Brett Kavanaugh now. Exactly. <clears throat> Roll. OK, I mean, you really it just there's just compare the two of them. There's a perfect example. Look at what she did in her life. Just go on Google and go on Wikipedia. Just that alone and see. What she fought for, the cases that she argued, the cases that she heard on the Supreme Court where she was a dissenting vote. And that's the thing with her is that they always talk about that. Her language um, is uh, she's clearly obviously like leaning liberal and she has fight and fought for um, women's rights and for and she's definitely fought for the underprivileged, the underserved. It wasn't just women. It was also like um racial inequality yeah. and immig- immigration pe- people of a different complexion which right. i thought was like so they were finding their way around language at that time like um instead of saying sex like calling like the like the female sex and the male sex it was like that word sex was so distracting back then it was like they came they came she's the one of the, the founding people of like saying gender and these right. arguments right and the same with like saying you know people of a different complexion i'm trying to help fight for the rights of you know, people not treated equally. And I want people, not just me to sit here, but people of a different complexion yes. to have the right to sit here too. And it's like, I don't know. It's like a way to slip by these, these goddamn the white, yes. straight, privileged fuck face. And in dicks. that same thing that you're, that you're referring to, it's worth, uh, Googling, um, her confirmation hearing. Um, because she says that whole thing about people of a different complexion and they pan across the Judiciary Committee, who was headed by Joe Biden, who we do love. And who but, said that was like one of his most profound right. times in the Senate was was that when she got confirmed. Right. Which is great. And he's um, awesome. And of course, as we know, women wouldn't be able to um, fly, 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 fly above without their allies and their their allies are men. So, um you know, like gays need everybody needs everybody, you guys. Okay, everybody needs everybody. So they panned across, and it was so all they, white dudes, all old white dudes, old white men. So, <clears throat> um, the the point is that she then gets on the court. She she basically um, is the liberal leaning vote, as they sort of see her yeah. as. The, the court's like a um, seesaw. Right. And there's like all like all the left and all the right. And then there's like a one or two in the middle then that, that are usually the, you know, deciding votes. And right. And yeah, no shade and no shame and sorry, not sorry. No, so, exactly. And she's on because she's on the right side of the law. So anytime. OK, so. All right. So anyway, back to the back to professionalism <laughs> in the court. 
Now, this year, uh, as we know, Brett Kavanaugh had his confirmation. And that's why I say it would be it's worth going online and doing a little spending an hour. Just spend an hour and look at Brett Kavanaugh and look at the Gator. Look at the what they've done. Look at the... Somebody should do a side-by-side at, like, the post. You will die because... Um, Are you listening? Anyone who does Bill Maher, why don't you copy this bit yeah, and no do shit. it? <laughs> I mean, watch and just watch their confirmation hearings. Watch her talk. Look at her speak. Watch her have to face all men, every last drop of men, who literally... It's literally as if I'm watching... I'm watching a gang rape train on mm-hmm. her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then Brett Kavanaugh, would you like beer? Like against a somewhat at least little more mixed whatever. But and then to look at what he's what he's argued for and what he's um, judged on. And it's not even he's it's not even he's done nothing for anybody. He really hasn't. He has done his um his his life. Uh, his legend of his life leads nowhere except for a gangbang rape train. Okay. Now, um, Trump tweeted recently due to the fact that uh, the gator dissented against his immigration bullshit and she didn't like it. And she spoke ill of him. uh, Trump said justice Ginsburg of the U S Supreme court has embarrassed us all by making very dumb political statements about me. Her mind is shot. Resign exclamation point. (laughs) Uh, fuck you Trump, you asshole. Fuck face. Fuck off. That is a legal term. Okay. Now here's why I bring that up because uh, let's just bring this to an end. RBG, the gator has had to put up with this kind of sexist bullshit her whole life. And in this court today, we're here to tell you your dick and balls are useless here. Asshole. The gator has done nothing but champion women and disenfranchised communities. She has harnessed the law for good and for actual justice. Unlike Brett rapist Kavanaugh and Anton and Scalia, who would use their positions to spew their political bias and sexist jizz all over you and rape you. I didn't have the time or mental capacity to spell out more eloquently and more comprehensively the extent of which Ruth the Gator Gator Binsberg has been our champion. Watch the footage of her Supreme Court confirmation hearings. Watch her interviews. Watch the movies about her. And I dare you not to be moved and inspired if you have anything but thank you today. Anything but thank you to say to her, you are an asshole. You are a sexist asshole. That is correct. And all we have to do right now is in our minds and in our mouths is to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because none of us would be in a, the kind of job that we have. We would have not the representation that we have. And we wouldn't have the um, protection that we have if it wasn't for the gator. So thank you, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, for your constant and vigilant champion for, of all of us. Court is adjourned. Now it's time for gay guys and their feelings. Looking cute. And feeling cute. What you gotta do? Boy, let me tell you. You're gay. It's okay. It's a present from Jesus every day. Okay. This is a segment we do every once in a while called Gay Guys and Their Feelings. 
This week, the gay guy with feelings is not actually gay, but he does have feelings. And he's also very handsome and very smart. Mm -hmm. But him being handsome and smart doesn't stop us from making fun of him. In fact, that's (laughs) why we make fun of him. Okay, his straight white male privilege earned him a teasing for life coupon. Yep. That and the fact that Julie said he was romancing the light fantastic (laughs) the first time he told us his non-gay feelings on this podcast. Right. Well, so we asked him to call for our Thanksgiving episode as that is our family tradition. But in true Thanksgiving fashion, that episode got very bloated and we saved Adam's feelings for this week. We have no idea what his feelings are, but if they are dated, don't blame him. Blame us. God knows he will. We haven't (laughs) even listened to it. So let's see what Adam Goldman has to say. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Here we go. Okay, here we go. All right, so I'm going to do this quick because oh. I haven't thought this all the way through, and I don't know if the words I'm about to say are the, what I mean. But uh, I'm, I've been very upset lately that uh, I find the press has dirty hands and they perpetuate the bad behavior. And enable it and I kind of wish they'd stop giving platform to what they know will be lies and bullshit and pretend that they're surprised and oh my god how can they say that to us like you know what he's going to do you know you're going to be lied to just just stop pointing the cameras at him that's all he wants he doesn't he doesn't give a shit he wants you to point the camera he'll say anything you know it stop doing it you don't have to show up to the press briefing you send an intern to sit there if anything if any real news happens someone will know about it (laughs) just take away his stage uh okay that was rough i don't know if it made any sense but hopefully you get the idea Okay. I'm, yeah, I mean, I agree. We, yeah. I mean, for the record, we forced him to do it, and we forced him to do it for Thanksgiving. And I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he was probably either drunk or hungover because uh-huh. it was it was a holiday weekend, yes. and it's yes, it's a law. Yes, I mean, I'm not going near my family's house without getting fucked up. So. I'm going to say I'm going to say one of those things are true. Yeah, yeah, but I completely agree. Um, it fucking bugs. It's been getting on my last nerve, like the coverage of like the shootings. Yeah. Um, particularly that it's like they have a 24 hour news cycle to fill. And it's all been said before, but it's getting on my nerves. It's like they cover everything. They drum up everything. They're going in the minutia. And I can see just even from this podcast when we're looking for, you know, a shit storm. It's like. They know we're looking for a shit storm, so now they're trying to look for a shit storm, and, and they're willing to even cause a shit storm. Right. Everybody's hoping for a shit storm, and it's like, yeah, Trump's annoying. Well, I also I agree with them too, but I do think that like, if they are going to go to those press briefings at this point, rather than like what's his name, Jim Acosta, who was like, but sir, you know, do you you do know that the caravan is a group of and getting into an intellectual thing? It's like, you know, he's not going to talk to you like that. So why even talk? Why aren't you just saying like? Why are you lying? <laughs> Good one. Why are you? Li- you're a liar. You're a liar. And we know you're lying. Oh, you're fake news. You're fake news. Like, why are you? Yeah. Why that's are right. you that's talking to him as if he can understand what you're saying? Like, and if he's on the level and if he's yeah, he's not on the level. No. The whole thing with decorum and all that. There is no decorum. No. OK, so go into the thing and do you want you want ratings? Go ask the guy why he's lying. Yeah. Like, go. And it's true. It's like they do want ratings. So with Adam saying, 
stop pointing the cameras at them, it's like, well, unless they're going to put the cameras up their ass. Yeah, I mean, that's a business. <laughs> that's and then right. it is. It's a money making business. And that's why it bugs. Right, that is why. Then that's why there's no actual news. And right. I did like that he said, like when there's real news, someone will know. Yeah, because that's true. And there is no actual news. But if then if you're gonna do it, then do it. Stop half fucking assing it. Go and do it. Yeah, like they're not gonna talk to you the way you think you're. You want like you all. What I get, what I'm bugged by is that everyone's like hoitin' polluting. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Romance in the light. Fantastic. Yeah, that every journalist thinks that they're so they're, they're that's, hoitin that, that's <laughs> they are hoitin polloitin, my friend. I am so fucking gosh darn sick of these hoitin polloitins. Damn, they hoity polloity around. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> MSNBC, CNN, stop hoiting, polluting around. Yeah, they are. Like you, they are. It is like when you when you're crazy when you keep doing the same thing for the desired right, result. But right. at this point, okay, we're two years in. It's not going to change. Why are you talking to him like he's? You don't even talk to him like he's Bush, who said strategy. Right. Like you but, have to talk to him like you're talking to somebody who gets in Twitter fights. It, exactly. I mean, he 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 said that the Gator was embarrassing. Like. Oh, what? he told he tweeted that Stacey Abrams would be like, oh, right. Horrible for Georgia. Horrible for the yeah. state of Georgia. It's like, like and she had no experience. I was like, or she's like, right. She, like no experience. She, or yeah, she, that was she's it. not qualified. You know, she's not qualified. Oh, oh, right. I'm like, oh, oh, my God. Now, that is absolutely appalling. Like from the absolutely most unqualified person at their job in the entire country. And why not then say at the thing? <clears throat> like you said, Stacey Abrams was unqualified. You're unqualified. She's more qualified Who you? than you. Who are you? Yeah. Who do you think you are? That's get how thrown he out. talks. You, Jim Acosta got thrown out right. anyway. And for nothing. Because we got nothing from that. No. Nah, uh, 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 no, we uh, just uh, learned thing. he was like slightly hot and hot or just hot. <laughs> <laughs> I right. mean, it was like, oh, he's hot. Right. And he was like, great. Now I got a raise. But you're a hundred percent right. That's it. Like, and even if you just send a patsy, like go in, Fine. pretend they're from Good. Slate, pretend they're from Vox. Send up, send me in. Yeah, let's us both go in. I yeah. would love to go. Like, oh, you, you are a liar. You send me in. I'm like, what jobs are available? Oh, cool, <laughs> awesome. You want? Okay, staff secretary, perfect. The the wife beater, I'll take it. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I need a job, but I would be happy for you. And that's what they need to do. And pretend it's from another offshoot and he's saying fake news and yeah i want someone to yell back your fake news and uh, but uh, i think in a realistic sense like i think though we appreciate adam's um feelings mm -hmm. he sparked a conversation where we can get real yes his was a little too his was a little i don't think his was realistic because he's it's not definitely idealistic he's not considering that cnn is a business right so taking his his idea and his yes. framework uh -huh. one we're sending in reporters that we're pretending are from like the Shuffington show. Julie Goldman from table dot under, <laughs> under the table dot news. Yeah. Hi, how are you? How or, are and they, and you get your credentials, you go in with CNN credentials, right. but then you switch them out and then you yell back your fake news. Yeah. And the other thing in to Adam's like idea, I definitely think a hundred percent across the board stop. And this goes for, um, online like magazines in the post and newspapers too. stop covering tweets absolutely uh -oh. stop right. reporting on his tweets like it's news right if you don't when in the in the in the framework of i already said framework um so cut that um in the going along the vein of don't point the camera at him yeah. i think ignore twitter fights they're fucking collegiate 
they're immature, they're tragic, and they're also very, very, very staged. It's a marketing tactic. Right. It's a publicity tactic. It's there to distract you, and it's fucking stupid. Yeah. So don't report on Twitter fights like it's news. It's never news. He literally tweeted, no more transgender in the military, and the military right. was like, yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> so it wasn't even news. It's not real. Right. It's like... All you're doing is reporting a Twitter beef and it's a waste of everyone's time. Right. And I think across the board and along with the shootings, they could all be like, from now on, we're not reporting on when someone rocks into a bar and shoots it up. Even if people lose their lives, we're not reporting on it because that makes one happen a week later and 30 more people die because some fucking thirst bucket wants his suicide to be on the news. Right. right. And why is it? I mean, I guess if you like, what is it exactly? Like, what is I mean, I think I guess I understand why a little bit. But at the same time, like, yeah, you're completely right. Like, why are you going through everyone's stories? Like if you're not going and reporting people who are over there in the military who are dying in just like tests. Yeah, they die. They lose their lives and you're not getting their picture. Right. Their whole and obviously young people at a bar innocent people lose their lives and it is a tragedy but we something has to be done about these shootings and if it's not going to be gun control then there needs to be something with the news yeah it would be social like, media control yeah it would be publicity control yes because you're right they all want publicity so stop giving it to them yeah That's what you and need it, to stop, stop giving. exploiting it <clears throat> yeah so in that case i think adam is <clears throat> right and certainly the twitter is, is like the social media thing could be the easiest thing to across the board do be like we're done reporting on trump's tweets yeah and he and people on twitter can sit there and talk about it but you know, it'll stay in this world of social media and it won't. And like the Senate doesn't need to now get involved and right. get like Elizabeth Warren doesn't need to get in there and be like, oh, Mr. President, your memories are whatever. It's just like, oh, God. I yeah, mean, it's just too because good. it's fake. Right. It's that's fake news. It's fake fucking news. That is fake news. Well, now it's time for so there's that. <laughs> Okay, this is the part of the show where I give Julie the task of finding a so there's that moment in all of the stressful and scary shit that's going on right now. Bitch has to do it every week, week after week, and it isn't easy, especially when she had a Judge Julie ruling as well. So let's give her some credit and some gratitude during this gratitude. So Vember, we see you, meow, meow. And we okay, appreciate uh, you. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. <clears throat> well, this was hard. I know this was really hard. I know. Well, you had you. We the whole episode was hard, quite frankly. If yes. It wasn't for the fart heard around the world. It's just like, <laughs> fuck it. Fuck it. I mean, this is, you know, <laughs> it's hard to find a So there's that right now. But OK, this week. So there's that. Thank God is brought to you by WK, uh, who's, a, who's a Patreon member. We right. don't know girl or boy. Nope. But thank you, WK. This is from like a couple a week ago. Or OK, something. well, it's it seemed to me to be. Um, relevant and um, also I couldn't find anything else. So um, now we've been licking our wounds ever since the November 6th midterms. And even though we had a blueprint, huh? Good one. I see what you did there. Thank you. Uh, We didn't have that blue wave everyone was talking about and hashtagging about. Brian Kemp and Ted Cruz and Mitch McConnell and Sarah fucking B. Sanders still rape our ears and eyes every day, but still 
We persist. But there is a piece of good news that WK shared with us, and I'm happy to share with you. Ever since Brett Kavanaugh, we have been reeling and worrying what's going to happen to our beloved Gator. And since Trump got a full rapist loser pencil dick as a Supreme Court justice, the hope has kind of been door dashed or dash the store. The court or Kim dashed. Kim dashed. Or court dashed. Yeah. Or Chloe dashed. Chloe dashed. Kim. Kiki. 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 Um, the court system has been picked apart by Trump uh, from the lowest to the highest and the most crunch rap supreme. Well, as conservative judges floods, flood our lands, WK sent us this piece of good tidings. Uh, when you take a seat on the state Supreme Court, and I'm talking about the state Supreme Court, you aren't simply a judge. You are a justice. The title would be especially fitting for Justice Anita Earls, okay? Earls has sought justice particularly for the poor, though most of her professional life she served as an attorney with the University of North Carolina Center for Civil Rights and later with the Civil Rights Advocacy Organization. She created the Durham-based Southern Coalition for Social Justice. This is all happening in North Carolina. North Carolina had their midterms, obviously, like every other state, and North Carolina is very conservative. And so this uh, woman was running for... um, the state Supreme Court against two other Republicans and everyone figured she would lose. She's 58. She represents plaintiffs uh, who challenge the state's heavily gerrymandered redistricting maps. It's and- very shady. It's getting very shady in North Carolina. Very shady. But Obama likes it, so I like it too. <laughs> yeah, and it's very beautiful. And others who sued to overturn new state restrictions on voting. So basically, North uh, North Carolina has been gerrymandered to death and they've been do- the and the Republicans were in charge of it. So... She was um, representing people who were suing or, you know, bringing um, complaints about the gerrymandering. And so this was also another thing because they were already Republicanly sort of controlled. So nobody thought that any Democrat would be able to win anything. Um, Earl's commitment to justice goes deeper than her legal work. Her brother and only sibling was stabbed to death by a woman in 2006 in Washington state. The woman was charged, but the charges were dropped. When Earls, who's biracial, by the way, gathered evidence against the woman and urged the district attorney to go forward with the case, she says she was told that the small rural county wasn't inclined to take on the expense of a murder trial, especially when it was highly unlikely that a jury would convict a white woman for stabbing a black man. Being denied justice for her brother, Earl says, deepened her resolve to gain it for others. That is why she founded the Southern Coalition for Social Justice the following year. Republicans argue that Earl's advocacy weighs against her becoming a justice. This, do you see the, the, um, the relation she has to, to the gator? I do. A role in which one is expected to be dispassionate and open-minded. Earl says, fuck off with that. You should be passionate about fairness. That, and that's what our that's what the Gator says. That is fucking appalling. <laughs> appalling. So and of course, I'm sure they're passionate about wanting whatever religion they have to be wherever they are. But trust. OK, so and let's I not be hypocrites. WK said that they were lying to like slander her. Is that coming up or I haven't read that. Oh, but. Well, I, I mean, just, that I'm sure that is alone because she says that's a hollow objection. Any lawyer who has been litigating is an advocate, she says. The only difference is who my clients were. So, yeah, that's right. You're not just. And this is what we learned in. Um, oh, God, this is also in the good fight. Fucking Christine Baranski sounds like too. like <laughs> mom. I hope you're watching that with the CBS app. You have to. Oh, it's so good um, that 
because there was a scene where the her husband she's she's like married to like a guy who's like a republican and like whatever gun guy and he says you know you're supposed to be justice is supposed to be um just unbiased and not passionate she said no the law is supposed to be very very passionate that's wrong you might and the what you're passionate for is justice that's right so fuck off (laughs) i mean this it's like this just this work that this woman is having to do it's and it's these it's states the court in any state needs to match the demographic of the fucking state yes and it's always in those southern states where it never does never does anywhere right but particularly in those southern states it's like people can't get a fucking fair chance man right right right. and it's all white men or um earls also notes that she showed judicial independence as a member of the state board of elections so she's trying to show she has to show in every manner she's oh look how i'm independent here look how i'm independent there um she voted in 2009 to refer the board's probe of alleged campaign finance violations by former Democratic Governor Mike Easley to a prosecutor. Easley subsequently pleaded guilty to a felony, and that's a whole other thing. Well, on November 6th, Anita Earls beat out two Republican candidates for Supreme Court of Appeals of North Carolina. No one thought it could be done. North Carolina, again, super conservative. But from what I read, Justice Earls is an RBG in the making. And well, so there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. We want to thank you guys for listening. Um, don't forget to buy tickets for our live show in Seattle on twelve twelve. Linda James is going to do a sexy man drag mm. version of Sweet Transvestite that will not leave a dry boxer or panty <laughs> in the house. Um, we also have a live show in New Orleans on one nineteen and one in Austin on two sixteen. Yes. Um, so you can go to www.purplepass.com and then just put dumb gay politics in the search bar and then you can pick and choose yep. whichever show you want to go to but we're really pushing that seattle one first well that's a com- coming up that's only in a couple weeks tickets are going very very slowly yes so you want to go and get your tickets right now bring your friends tell your roommates tell your family members come to the show we're gonna have a great time it's gonna be an awesome night there's gonna be linda james there's gonna be me and brandy we're gonna have a state council representative we have the senator fucking oh, the senator. From seattle that's right and we also have craig got us shot glasses made oh. they're so cute and we got t-shirts for sale yep. we're expanding okay it's we're expanding we're gonna be launching our website we're expanding. Yes, we're right? expanding. We're expanding. That's it's very exciting. Now, um, and I know we say it every time, but don't forget our Patreon podcast. You can sign up for a dollar a week at www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. We don't talk about politics, and even though it's not free, it's an hour-long fun thing to keep you company during the mundane parts of your day or when you're hiking the Appalachian Trail or things such as. That's right. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And gassy. Is because people in the government begin to feel, I care what's going <laughs> to happen to my kids. How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up. 
by the way I look Don't judge a book by its cover I'm not much of a man by the light of day But by night I'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania Let me show you a rhyme and maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty grooving. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night Or maybe a bite Night I could show you my favorite obsession I've been making a man With blonde hair and a tan And he's good for relieving my tension I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania Hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. <laughs> <laughs> 